How do I meet my soulmate? How do I move on from heartbreak? Does my dream relationship even exist? Are, are dating apps the only way I can meet people? Are all relationships this hard? This is Between the Sheets with Dr. Love. Each week, your host dives into sex, love, dating, relationships, and everything in between. Welcome to Between the Sheets with Dr. Love. Hey, hello everyone. It's me, Dr. Love, and welcome to another episode of Between the Sheets with Dr. Love. So it's getting really close to Christmas here and, you know, we're only a few weeks away and you're probably, some of us are freaking out about having extended family over or the in-laws or having to deal with all of those relationships that we tend to avoid during the rest of the year. And yeah, you know, it's the same sort of thing every year, but some couples that festive season can really bring out the worst in each other. And normally it's due to, there's many reasons why this is probably not the best time of year for couples, but for a lot of couples, it's the increase in family time. And it's a stressful time of the year for many of us. So especially those who are probably hosting events over the holiday period or they're heading to maybe the in-laws on Christmas Day, this can be a really big trigger for some of you guys and some of the anxieties you have, especially when you're walking into a madhouse for lunch. So I thought today, you know, let's dedicate some time to those people that struggle in this area around relationships, not just not necessarily a relationship with their partner, but the relationships with the extended family. So the ones that you have with the family your your partner comes from. But hey, let's face it, it doesn't have to be the in-laws that drive us insane um, over Christmas. Sometimes it's our, our own flesh and blood and our own family ties that we can't deal with at this time of the year. Often the organized couples or people have already figured out by now where they're going for Christmas and what set of parents you'll be spending Christmas Day with. For some of us, it's like I'll be with my parents the first half of the the day and let's be, you know, with our partners the second half or sometimes families get along really, really well and they spend Christmas together. But unfortunately for some of us, we've been rubbed up the wrong way by the in-laws or from other extended family members and it means that, you know, that isn't going to happen so we need to split our time between families sort of equally. But whatever your situation is, it's inevitable at this time of year. You're going to see them during this holiday season and we can't really avoid them forever. Even though, you know, most of our lives, we don't see them, you know, during the year, but we do anticipate that this time of year means that we will have some contact. So I thought, what is it that I can do for you listening that could help you around this time? And so I've come up with a few solutions to navigate the in-laws or some difficult family members during the festive season. And who knows, you know, you might learn some skills and be able to do this quite effectively that you guys could actually grow a stronger bond or become closer than you ever thought you could be. So I'm going to suggest give some of these a go. Some of them sound a lot easier than they are, but they are very doable. So what I do need you to realize is that when you're in a partnership or when you've got a partner, I've spoke about this on many other occasions and the last, I think it was on the last podcast, we had a chat about being in a, you know, a couple bubble. And what that is, is just 
a bubble for you guys, for you and your partner to make decisions, connect, bounce off each other, but it's the safe place of the the relationship. And so when you head to the in-laws for Christmas or they come to yours, it's very important that you and your partner remember the couple bubble. Remember that you guys are one unit. And being a couple means you have each other's backs at all times and you provide this safe space for them and you know when your partner needs it. This couldn't be more true during times, you know, when you're surrounded by family more than normal. And obviously when conflict arises or there's miscommunication, which is Probably the most common thing that happens around this time of year is the miscommunication and the conflict that happens and probably fueled by excessive amounts of alcohol, probably not sleeping much, too much sun, whatever, But and, and a lot of chaos going around, uh, not to mention the financial burden, finding the perfect present, navigating busy shopping centers. There's all of these stresses around this time. So it's really important that you and your partner are on the same page. You have to be in that couple bubble and you need to present yourself to people like that as, uh, you know, presenting in unity rather than being divided. And this will give you some peace of mind should any issues come to the service at, you know, your in-laws or your family gathering um, during those stressful times because you've already planned for the stressful times. You talk to your partner before you've started packing the car with the lunch or getting the kids ready and you've discussed what it means to be on the same page, what it feels like to be one unit with him, what your couple bubble looks like at this time in Christmas. And if you're worried about something in particular coming up in the conversation, this is the time where you ask your partner for some guidance on how to steer from it and to really step up and be there for you as a shield of protection. This is really important in all relationships. We always need to know that no matter what happens, our partner has our back. But we tend to forget in the busyness of the Christmas day or New Year's Eve or the Boxing Day celebrations, we tend to forget to connect and revisit what are some of the rules around our couple bubble and what we're going to expect from our partner and what is it that we need. So if you're having this conversation before you actually head out, it's important because it means you don't get disappointed with your partner. And the disappointment normally leads to some type of feud or fighting or conflict in your relationship because you're disappointed that they didn't step up. But because you didn't have the conversation prior to going out, they didn't know that or feel like they needed to or wasn't aware that that's what you were expecting from them. So they can't mind read. And I know that it sounds silly that, you know, they should know, they should be able to do this, but they don't. They don't always know. Sometimes we've got to be a little bit more explicit in what we're wanting from them, especially when it's around family members. So I would say just have a conversation with your partner before going out to these outings, lay down some couple bubble rules and make it work. When you guys have each other's back, you always come back home in a better space and it means the energy in your home's a lot nicer. So that's probably the first thing you could do. The second thing you could do around this time is really mind your manners. I know we all try and be polite, but you know that saying around, you know, treat others how you want to be treated. This couldn't be more true when dealing with, you know, fussy family members and in-laws and really any member of your family or your partner's family. And while you're probably tempted to take the 
the other road of treat others how they treat you, sort of that path, I would probably advise against it, especially around occasions that are going to be memorable, like Christmas. Christmas is very easy for people to remember. Oh God, do you remember in 2018 when she did this? Or what about that, you know, Christmas in 2002 and it was a gorgeous day and then he did this. Like they, It's like they don't forget. It's like we've being tagged as ruining Christmas Day that year. So that's the last thing we want to do is create friction between ourselves and the family members so they remember that we were the Grinch of Christmas and ruined Christmas Day. So we're going to have to really take the road of treat others how you want to be treated. And so whether there are comments thrown your way or whether there's like those evil eyes or that where they just disregard what you're saying or there's topics that family members, they some of them might gaslight you or, you know, they stoop down to like a really negative, toxic level, but they always do that. The expectation is that they're always going to do that. You don't have to stick around for that. You're able as an adult to, to move away from that area and go to another room, but being polite and really probably not letting it affect you during the day is going to probably be a little bit better for you than reacting. And this is why I say be mindful of about the amount of alcohol you're having during the day because it's very easy to be reactive or even overreactive when things are happening that are hurtful. And I'm not in any way saying that you should be putting up with bad toxic behavior But unfortunately, when they're family, they will be around for a bit longer than you probably want or anticipate. So it might be worth understanding that the toxicity will always be there, but you have an opportunity to get up and walk away. But throughout the day, what you could do is, you know, maybe be polite, ask if you can help in any way, answer their questions in a nice way if you're given an opportunity to do that. It might show that not only are you not going to let them phase you or have control over how you feel or maybe even not give them control over Christmas Day, right? Because they're looking for a reaction. So if you're not reacting, they start to lose that control over what the day would look like. And when you do that, you have an opportunity to not only get through the day quite peaceful and not, you know, be the Grinch and maybe allow them to be the Grinch, but you're not walking away with feeling awful for the day. But you also get to come home and talk to your partner about how you were feeling. And because you've planned for these scenarios and the conflict, your partner's going to be very aware of how you feel before you get there. So when you get home, you can really let off steam about what's happened, how you feel, what's on your mind. Because you're back in this safe space, your partner's got your back and you're allowed to be able to speak speak your mind at home more so than you would have at the, the function or the venue you were at for Christmas or New Year's or whatever event it was. And not only that, you get to also keep probably all those superficial, the relationships, it's just the high buy, very Merry Christmas, Happy New Year type of conversation, but you get to keep that sort of intact and it's not falling to pieces because of any reaction to some, you know, malice behavior or vocabulary that wasn't very nice around Christmas. So be patient. It's only temporary. It will not last for very long because they will be on their way and you'll go back to your own little happy cave. But use your partner as a sounding board when you get home so that you can debrief and obviously let off some steam. 
So you've done your couple bubble conversation, the one that you've gone prior. You've remembered your manners at the event and then come home and let off some steam to your partner. And then probably the third one I would say is it's all about compromise at this time of year. So the festive season means a lot of family is around and sometimes it's both your family his family, her family, there's Christmas plans. And sometimes these plans collide. They don't always work. And this can be particularly straining when you want to be with your family and your partner wants to go with theirs. But you're in a relationship and you need to visit probably everyone together. And this is, you know, not uncommon. There is a lot of, sometimes a lot of conflict around, you know, compromising on who should go where and what. But if you can compromise with your partner and your in-laws, there's a delicate dance to this and you need to think about the bigger picture. You may need to be at their place this year for Christmas, but then next year you might be at your family's place or you might do half a day each, you know, breakfast at your mum's and then, you know, lunch or dinner at his mum's or her mum's, whatever it is. But you can compromise when to see the in-laws and your family as well. You just can't get out of Christmas by just seeing your side of the family, especially if the other people, the other family, your partner's family and friends have asked first. So I'd say try spending Christmas Eve with maybe the in-laws or going out for an intimate dinner. And then don't forget you've got days like Boxing Day, do it the next day. I know friends of mine do Christmas Eve. This way they're not feeling left out. And you let them know that they you want to spend quality time with them as well. And look, you might not have a burning desire to spend quality time with your mother-in-law or your in-laws at any extended family. And that's okay. But What it is, it's allowing them to see that you want them to be part of your life, your partner's life. And if you've got kids, your kids' lives. And that's quite special. So spending quality time with them rather than being around just your extended family all day is special. So compromise, give your partner some time to spend with his family, and then you can spend some time with your family. And I think everyone is happy peaches. The next thing is probably involve them in your traditions around this time of year. Everyone sort of has their own family thing that they do. And sometimes the families or the in-laws or the friends, extended, you know, people around them feel overprotective and controlling when it comes to festivities, right? But most part, it's innocent. It's only because they want to be part of your family as much as you are part of theirs. And really, you're an extension of their family tree and they want to be making memories with you and your family and maybe involving them in your own holiday traditions could be good. And if you've got kids, especially because they're sharing those times with more than just yourself. And family time is so much more to the in-laws than we think. Although some are overbearing, some are pretty toxic and you're probably better off staying away. But mostly I know that they want to do things their way, but you need to gently remind them that you're inviting them to celebrate in your family's way. So keeping your boundaries. So you're inviting them to share this special time with you, but this is the way that you like to do it. But you're giving them the opportunity to come with you. And whether that's Christmas shopping or making gingerbread houses with the kids or help them decorate your home, whatever it is, it's like you're offering this, you know, an olive branch to the in-laws to create a stronger bond and some memorable traditions with you and the family. So get them involved, have your boundaries, be nice about it. But you know what? 
the trade-off might just be better than you neglecting them or leaving them out. The other thing is, I would say, is sharing is caring. And at the end of the day, your partner really wants to spend some time with their parents and family and their friends. And like during Christmas time and the festive season, it can feel like you and your partner aren't really getting much alone time or quality time. And you're freaking out because soon it's all going to be back to reality and you're not going to see each other much. But, you know, your perspective on how you spend time with your partner can be very different to his or hers. And the difference between a good holiday and a memorable one is sometimes just the way we think about it. Maybe what you need to do is give your partner room to spend time with their family to spend time with their parents and some of their friends because that will also give you some time to make better connections with your other family members that you don't see very much. And this allows them to be grateful but also yourself to be grateful at this time of year because there's quality time with people that we don't see every day that's special as well. So yes, it's special to spend some time with your partner and to make sure we have that time but there are significant other people in our lives that we'd like to spend time with that is really important for our partner. So maybe we need to have a think about not having them all to ourselves at this time of year. You know, it's making sure that we're sharing them. And if we let them go, they will always come back to us. But when they do come back, they're coming back with so much more gratitude than ever for what they would have done previously if we were holding on to them saying, look, I don't want you to go, making them feel bad and not giving them the freedom to actually use their spare time or their holidays, the way that fills them up, allow them to go and do that and come back home feeling grateful and happy. And plus, you know, not being over their shoulder the whole time shows that not only to them, but also to their extended family and their in-laws that you're independent away from them and that enjoying family time your partner's important, but it's also important for you to allow them to give them space to do that. Not that they need permission, but to give them space to do that. But it's also important for you to have your own time. I mean, I crave during holidays to have my own time. It's probably the one thing that I look forward to is to just being left alone, having, you know, minimal emails, minimal phone calls, and just really having time on on my own. So whoever I'm with, I'm happy for them to go out exploring, having fun, being on adventures with their families or extended families with their kids. And I'm really happy just to reconnect with myself because I feel like over the year, it's so busy that I just don't get enough time to just sit and reflect and just connect with myself and do the little things that I love, whether it's a body treatment, going to a spa, visiting a girlfriend, whatever it is. But I feel like if I'm going to share my partner with the people that he loves, then that also gives me an opportunity to share my time with either myself or the people that I love. So it's a, it's a good trade-off. So they're the, probably the five things that you can do to navigate the in-laws or navigate some of the not so friendly relationships you have during the festive season. So let's recap them. So remember that you and your partner are on the same team. So you're going to create that couple bubble that I talk about, your one unit, and you're going to have that conversation before you head out. What's the plan? How is he or she going to support you when things erupt or there's some conflict that they see? The other thing you're going to do is remember your manners because manners matter 
matter, right? And we're going to go by the saying that treat others how you want to be treated rather than treat others how they treat you. We're going to go down the nice path and try and keep those relationships intact just for another year because after this festive season is over, you're going to go back to your own lives anyway. The third thing is that you're going to be compromising. You're going to be compromise happy, which means plans will collide and that's okay, but you're happy to compromise with your partner and the families and work out what works good for you and which family are you visiting and so forth. So compromise is important. The fourth thing we talk about was make sure you, um, well, not make sure, but have a think about how you can get them involved in your family tradition. Are you going to do gingerbread making? Are you going to decorate the home? Whatever it is, but you're going to involve them in some of your traditions and you're going to offer that olive branch to them to create a stronger bond and some memorable traditions. And the last one is sharing is caring. Share your partner with his family or with her family because then you get to have some time to yourself and do a lot more of the things that you love. So on that note, I'm going to leave you those few tips for you to get through the festive season. I think I've got one more episode to drop before Christmas. So I'll definitely like wish you guys a Merry Christmas and a Happy New on the next one. But we've got a very busy busy week coming obviously with a lot of Christmas shopping and navigating those shopping centers are crazy at the moment but I will say that my heart goes out to what's going on around Australia in regards to the bushfires and our fireys they're doing such an amazing job and I'm just seeing a lot of people being hurt families and homes being destroyed our bushland and animals so I just want to really put out there that you guys are in my thoughts And I uh, say a prayer for you without fail throughout the day at some point, because I know that any energy your way you will need. So sending you positive energy and love through this time and everyone else, you have a safe holiday and I will touch base with you guys next week. I'm Dr. Love. See ya. Thanks for listening to the podcast with Dr. Love. For all show notes and resources mentioned in this episode, head to www.drlove.com. That's D-R-L-U-R-V-E.com. Got a question for Dr. Love? Email her at ask at doctor.love.com. Love the show. Remember to subscribe on your favorite podcast app. Leave us a review or share it with your friends. Thanks for listening, lovers. We'll see you on the next episode. This is Between the Sheets with Dr. Love.